0: Hello, listeners, and welcome again to EdgeGuard, the podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Blake; I'm your host, but I also have a co-host, and his name is Jordan. Jordan, that's me, co-host uh, number two. Co-host Jordan. This time I'm number two; normally number one, but you know, had to give it Blake ebbs and a turn. Flows, am I right? Yeah, absolutely. So this week we played uh, Soft Friends by Thomas Newlands. Well, it is technically comma, 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 soft friends. Comma, comma, comma. Well, <laughs> damn it. You pedant, Jordan. That's true. It's, it is uh, it is pedantic. But this game is described as a textural adventure game. Now that's texture, everyone, as in like yeah. the feeling of a surface. Yeah, um. which I feel like <clears throat> this game is very much about well, it's weird because because it's hard to have something be about texture when you can't actually touch it. But for as as much as uh-huh. like something on for something on a screen like representing the idea of texture, I feel like this game does that pretty pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the whole game can be summed up in like two sentences, which is that there's this like 3D environment that is a bunch of abstract. Literally textures, and you there's two little bumps in the textures that you move with the joysticks of your controller, and when you bump them into each other, the bump the bumps into each other, uh, the texture of the background changes. Um, so and that's I'm, that's I'm, it. Yeah, I want to be I want to be clear about what we mean by texture because if there are people that have like made games before, they are thinking textures as yeah, that's in true. Like, like any background you 3d use model to yeah well yeah the things that you use to apply like colors to 3d models which is not what this is what this no. is is what i'm assuming to be procedurally generated basically it's like if you laid uh, a sheet flat and then there's like little things poking up underneath it <laughs> little like protrusions <laughs> and it's just it <sighs> It's really hard to describe. I feel like you kind of have to see it, but I, I described it to you, and I think uh, on the last episode of the podcast before, when we were like talking about playing this game, that it looks kind of like you took an oscilloscope, which is a uh, way of visually displaying a wave, uh, and you made it three-dimensional. Yeah, um, I think that's a, like, actually a, a pretty decent... Description If you know what an oscilloscope is, if you don't know what an oscilloscope is, the best thing I was thinking is that it kind of looks like, uh, you know, in those like interactive science museums, it looks like um, iron filings that have been laid down on a table and then a magnet has oh, been raised over, over them. Underneath. And there's like a bunch of little Ooh. furry things standing straight up. Um, like if, if those had like softer edges and were a little more like plasticky looking, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of what it looks like to me. See, that's interesting because I think like when you look at it at first, it sort of looks like just, oh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the right way to talk about this. Cause what it looks like they're, they're doing is that they're basically generate, generating something like Perlin noise, uh, which is just like a way of, it's often used to, uh, to like simulate randomness basically. Um, But you can sort of, like, take Perlin noise and, like, write a function around it to sort of make predictable kind of randomness. Uh, And it kind of feels like they've Mm. they've taken, like, two or three axes of Perlin noise and kind of, like, they're just, like, changing, like, tweaking the function each time to, like, sort of make these different textural patterns. Because, like, so... We, we haven't really gotten, to, like, we, we've sort of talked about how the thing is that there's uh, these, like, sort of protrusions coming up from the ground, and then your, the player characters, or the sort of avatars within the game, uh, you're supposed to play the game with a, with a gamepad, a controller, and each joystick controls one of these little bumps. And what they do is they basically deform the geometry of the little Mm -hmm. protrusions that are sticking up out. So they make them stick up more so you can kind of see. And in some of the, like, quote-unquote environments... uh, Levels, almost? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They're, like, easier or more difficult to see the little bumps uh, based on, like, how rough the terrain is. Like, if the terrain's really uniform, then they're super easy to see. But if Mm -hmm. it's, like, really craggy, kind of, like crazy looking or like there's really high highs, and really low lows. It can actually be like pretty tough to tell where the little bumps are. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Sometimes it can be really hard. And I like, sometimes I like was losing track even as I was moving. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and so you sort of are moving these bumps around and once you touch them together, then there's like a big wave that emanates out from where they touch And then, uh, the wave sort of like resets the texture and like brings up a, makes it be a new pattern of texture. And then you're, you're kind of like flying over this texture. So that's what makes it feel like it's procedurally or randomly generated or something like that is you're kind of like viewing a little circular disc of it, but it's like moving and uh, it's, it's a really hard thing to like describe, but the second you see it, you'll be like, Oh, I feel like. Yeah, I mean it. It looks like either you are moving, uh, and getting a different view of the land, or the land is. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. land. I call it as if I know what this actually is. Sometimes it looks kind of like it could be a very like abstract uh, bird's eye view of some sort of landscape. But often well, I actually wanted. That's actually. I'm glad you brought that up because that's actually a big thing for me. Is that I felt like almost always it kind of my brain was kind of interpreting these like textures and bumps as landscapes and some, some of them look more or less like landscapes than, than others. But there are definitely some that's like, wow. But like, I feel like the sort of default first one, I don't know. Did you ever go to uh, Bryce Canyon national park when you were in Utah? Actually, that's Mm. a stupid question. I'm pretty sure you and I have been there together. I think so. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, Bryce Canyon natural, uh, national park has like these really sort of unnash, unnatural looking like rock spires. Yeah. yeah, yeah It's all like together. red rock <laughs> and they like, and they like stick up out of the ground and they, they kind of look like when you're a little kid and you're at the, at the beach and you have the sand that has like just the right amount of water in it that you kind of like drip it on itself. And it makes these like, little <laughs> towers of like dripped sand you know what i'm talking about yes that's a a very specific comparison, but it totally works yeah but that's kind of what what like bryce canyon looks like the rock formations if you haven't seen it again just google google image search it and you'll be like holy shit i need to go here this is amazing looking but i think this game uh like even the more abstract sort of looking patterns okay maybe not the most abstract some of them are pretty crazy looking but a lot of them will kind of like evoke the to me at least will like the 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 rock formations of like Bryce Canyon. And, and I definitely found myself like almost always being like, Oh wow. This kind of like, looks like it could be like, I'm flying over a landscape. Like I'm flying over like a topographical map. That's been like pushed out in Mm -hmm. 3d. Yeah. It Um, looks like it definitely looks like a topographical map sometimes. And the colors change. And sometimes mm -hmm. that can accentuate it too. Like sometimes it'll be like greenish. And so it'll look like a, like vast forested area. And, then, mm. and sometimes it'll even be like greenish, and then the really tall protrusions will be like white or brown, and it'll be like, yes. "Oh, these are like the mountains sticking out of the forested area." And yeah. that was what, and most idea. looked like a uh, like a topographical map to me. Um, when it when it was like white or like mm-hmm. the um, the texture was really like um, how do I describe this? When the texture was really like like the ridges and valleys were really close together and compressed, uh-huh. um, I felt like it. It looked like it could have been a like microscope image of something like like just sometimes like those Mm. images of like like um, fabric uh, that are like like magnified a million times or whatever uh, to the point of like total abstraction. That's Mm. kind of what it looked like to me. I mean, part of that may just be literally the fact that your like field of view is like a circle and so oh, my brain was sure. like oh it's like you know microscope microscope but uh that's yeah. interesting though because that actually i don't i don't remember what this was but i remember at some point playing some like computer educational game where the thing was that it like shows you a picture and it's like is this like something under a microscope or is this like a, a planet in space or is this like a like landscape or something and sometimes you cannot tell, <laughs> like <it's, laughs> yeah, it's true. So, it's like that. Uh, <laughs> you see that episode of uh, The Simpsons when it um it zooms out. It's like Homer's sitting on the couch, and it zooms out to the scale of like the entire universe, oh, yes. and it keeps zooming out, and then it's, like the zooming out eventually, it looks like cells, uh, like atoms mm-hmm. and cells, and then it keeps zooming out, and it's just Homer's head. Yep, <laughs> and yeah, like a, a, a perfectly a, circular zoom, and then Homer's just like, "Wow!" Yeah, that's a that's a classic couch gag. It is from The Simpsons. That's like ninety <laughs> seconds long, just like <laughs> yeah, it's super like long. it is a great, um, great. Yeah, it gag, is great. Though. Simpsons, great. Um, but this has this game has nothing to do with the Simpsons. Uh, <laughs> Maybe not directly, <laughs> <laughs> but tangentially. Let's talk about it. How are soft friends and the Simpsons in conversation with one another. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid that that, that uh, <laughs> reference, we've already exhausted it, I think. That yeah, <laughs> all right. I think that's fair. Um, but uh, anyway, I was talking about how like these can, like my brain was just like, all right, those are landscapes. Landscapes are what I'm looking at. And it kind of made me... Uh, <laughs> Is your like, brain always that repetitive? <laughs> those are landscapes. Landscapes <laughs> are what I'm looking at. <laughs> Yes. I have to, everything has to be confirmed two times (laughs) to be, to be certain. Um, but no, but it kind of reminded me of, uh, like, you know, I forget exactly what it is, but I remember that there's some sort of like research on how humans, uh, will like natural, like they see faces in things that other animals don't. And it's, like, a weird part of the way that our brain works and, like, neural pathways and stuff that, like, you yeah. see, like, yeah, it's a we're power social outlet animals. and you're like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. a face, right? Yeah, no, yeah. I, that, I have heard that, too, that, like, humans... And it's, 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 like, a side effect of, like, humans have an extraordinarily powerful ability to recognize faces, like, uh-huh. like better than most mammals can. And sure, most theories for why that is is that it's because humans are one of the most social obviously one of the most social animals and it is a useful tool for socializing with other people if you can tell them apart. So yeah. And also we see faces everywhere because of it. And yeah. And also being able to tell their emotions from their face, you know, like read them. Uh, yeah. And you can like read emotions from like a power outlet or like the front of a car. Um, (laughs) or perhaps an abstract texture. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so I was thinking like that, that kind of, it kind of reminded me that like, the way that I kept thinking like, Oh, this looks like landscapes. It's, it's kind of weird. Cause it's not, a, it's not the same thing of like, Oh, humans are social animals. Therefore they like find faces and things, but it's a little bit more of like landscapes are familiar to me. So my, I'm deciding that these look like landscapes, but uh, hmm. more often than not, like they would, kind of look like different landscapes like you sort of mentioned earlier when they're green they sort of look like a forest or sort of like a green mountain yeah and then sometimes the ground would be sort of like reddish brown and it would look very like desert-y or Mars. be like these big plateaus or my personal favorite one was it was like green and like totally flat. And then there'd, there'd be like these huge like plateaus and mountains sticking out. It looked like some Dragon Ball Z shit. Like oh, <laughs> it was nice. just a big green <laughs> field with some like crazy brown mountains. Um, and then uh, Goku's going to shoot a big laser and blow it up. Um, but anyway, I thought it was, it was I thought it was kind of interesting how much I kept like finding real world landscapes in these like weird sort of, I wonder, I wonder how they're generated. Uh, I do too. I bet it's actually it could be like very interesting. Um, yeah, the s- sort of under the hood uh, mm-hmm. math that makes the that decides how how randomly these different textures are. Um, uh, I mean, I, di- I actually didn't. It would have been interesting to play this a bunch of times and see. I mean, they're kind of hard to remember the different textures, but try to see if you like. V- got the same one again or something like that. But mm-hmm. as far as I could tell for as long as I played it, um, I never got exactly the same texture twice. Yeah. It's, I mean, I it's kind think, of anyways. Yeah. It's kind of hard, impossible to tell. And I feel yeah, like it is. the, the way that it looks, I feel like kind of implies like a mathematical origin <laughs> for like, yeah, the, the things you're seeing, like it doesn't, despite how much they like can tend to look like natural landscapes. If they feel like, not handmade in a way that yeah. I think makes them more interesting because, yeah. um, like a lot of times, uh, sort of world geometry, um, is sculpted and it, it can kind of like look unnatural in like smaller games where people like, don't really know how to like sort of carve, uh, the, the geometry of the, of the like landscape to make it look like a real landscape. Uh, yeah. Like you can make alien landscapes really easily because you can just be like, "Oh, this shit's weird. weird It's not our planet." Yeah, it's it's kind of the same thing of how they say like it's way harder to animate uh, a a regular human than it is like a stylized like critter, uh, because like the second that a real human animation isn't perfectly right, then it's like gonna throw a million alarm bells and whoever's watching it being like, "Oh, this animation is terrible." Yeah, Um, whereas if you're like asked to just kind of make the leap of faith towards a abstract Mm or like imaginary figure then you're you just have way more leeway for it yeah yeah and i i don't know this game kind of like had a similar thing of like oh these are these don't look like they were made by someone like sitting at a computer and like carefully pulling every triangle they look like a person like tweaking the numbers and like seeing what it generates and it's really it's really cool it's uh it's like mesmerizing the way it sort of like it is. flows in and out mm-hmm. i uh, found that so when you when you ram the two deformations or whatever mm-hmm. the two blips into each other mm-hmm. it makes like this this like rippling shockwave effect mm-hmm. and i was always like whoa dude <laughs> it's, it's whoa. very very whoa dude um yeah this this whole game is kind of whoa dude it it's is a little bit whoa, like like if you smoked some weed and then played this yes. game, it I, it's like literally one, like, one of the first thoughts I had shit. when I was playing this game. I was like, I bet this game would be a trip to play. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Although I was, um, one thing I would have to consider with that is, uh, uh after I turned the game off, uh, the, the, like, <laughs> this, I don't know if you had this experience, but yes. like, the world yes, was still dude. moving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like my computer screen was like, moving like it was in the same direction yep. that the textures are moving yep. in the game, which is like kind of like up and to the right. Uh, um, and like my computer screen is just like wobbling and I, I got a little dizzy actually. Yeah. And so that's interesting. I was like, I was like, it'd be super fun to play high, but might make me dizzy. disorienting. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. uh, it's funny that you said that it was like moving the same direction. Cause for me, I like popped out and it looked like my screen was like twisting and I was like, fuck. Yeah, like all <laughs> wavy and, yeah. yeah, it's a, it, it was, was a weird. trip, and I was like, not for some reason, I wasn't expecting that because I like, uh-uh. you know, while you're playing the game, you know, you're so immersed in the kind of weird abstract motions of this of this animation, uh, uh, and then like the second you turn it off, it just like hit me out of nowhere. I was just like, whoa, I am yeah, <laughs> not feeling very stable in my seat right now. Yeah, and it, it so that made me. I remember having that same like thought. And thinking like, how cool would this game be in like VR, where you're like sitting over Ooh. this little disc and you can like look at it from different angles at it, as it scrolls by? Yeah, I feel like it would be super cool. What I would be really really cool is if you like, um, you could like walk through the textures in VR, and I don't know mm. how the, this might be incredibly complicated to implement, but like, yeah, like whenever wherever you step, it like ripples out the. Oh yeah, that would surface. be yeah and so so here's here's this kind of brings me to like one of the the things about this game that i like the most because i mean strictly speaking it's not really that much of a game there's not really that much challenge in like moving two little blips with joysticks to smack into each other but that's not the point uh to me the point is more it's sort of like um i it, it took me back to when we played that game what was it where the goats are that build itself as like a actually, medit. Yes, yeah, so I was actually thinking that exact same thing when I read the description for this game, and it mm-hmm. describes it as a game focused on meditative close looking. And I was like, Oh, oh I didn't even know that. There's that word meditative again, <laughs> and uh, <sighs> this time I think it, it is a, a much closer to the use of the word. Oh yes. that you were using. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's funny, because I didn't even realize until you just mentioned it that it says meditative, close-looking on the itch.io, but I was going to say that this game felt meditative to me. Yes. It just felt like you're just sitting there, and we haven't talked about the sound that much. We can talk about it in a minute, but there's not. it's not musical, really. It's no, not quite it's kinda musical. Like a, it's a musical. Yeah. So it's kind of like a It's almost musical. It's just kind of like a low-pitched drone. Well, that actually changes pitch, but again, we'll talk about it in a second. But, <sighs> but it sort of... I don't know. I just, you just kind of feel yourself being like sucked into it and just like letting it happen. And a lot of times what would happen is I would kind of like, uh, bump the guys into each other until I got like a really, a pattern that I really enjoyed. And if you let go of the sticks for a while, then the little bumps just sort of start like yeah, moving like around. On their on own. Own. Yeah. And so I would just kind of like find a sort of quote unquote like random seed of like the pattern that it was generating that I thought looked really cool and just kind of like let it sit and like play itself for a little while. And then eventually I'd either like get tired of that and bump them together or sometimes they would bump into each other naturally. Um, And that was like, that was a a really enjoyable way to play the game. I feel like um, you could almost kind of just like put this on uh, while you're like doing stuff around the house or while you're working on something else and just kind of have it be like, you look over and be like, Oh wow, that's cool looking. Or if suddenly like a new color shows up and it's like catches your eye, you're like, Oh wow, that's really cool looking. Um, I remember, so I think it was last year, uh, this game called everything came out where the whole thing is that you can play as like any object in the world. You like take over it and like move around, but it has like this autoplay feature and, uh, if you put it on autoplay, it'll just like, it'll do exactly that. It'll just kind of play itself and just like wander around the world, turning into different objects. And I, uh, one of our good friends, uh, would like throw that on and just kind of like sit and like hang out, like work on, uh, whatever while it was just going. And then like, look over and be like, Oh, what the fuck? It's like, we're playing as like a planet now. That's crazy. Or (laughs) look, we're a blade of grass. And Uh, I felt like this game has a similar appeal I mean, I think everything is a little bit more just like like, see what happens, yeah, yeah. It's and it's obviously a lot bigger, and there's like more stuff going on, but uh, it's a similar It felt like similar in that you could just kind of like set it up and let it go, let it and flow, it would be like yeah. pretty enjoyable experience. Yeah, I, I mean, isn't that just a weird, weird thing about <laughs> video games that they just they keep going when you leave them alone? Like that's that's yeah. not true. Of I mean, I guess in a, a certain sense that's true of like. Film and 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 uh, TV, like it, you know, if you don't mm. press pause, it keeps playing. But it's just something weird about the fact that it, the game you can play itself. It just kind of like does its own thing when you're not paying attention. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like you can't you can't watch a movie without paying attention. You can have the movie be on but not be paying attention. Whereas like a game can be playing itself. So the movie can't watch itself. It's just playing. True. But the game can quote unquote play itself, and that it's like. Simulating the interaction portion yeah, of, yeah, the, yeah. of the game, which Re- is uh, replacing the school. inputs that the player is putting in with yeah. computer generated inputs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is Pretty which strange. is which is neat, neat for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I wanna th- what's what else did I want to talk about? Well, let's talk a little bit about the. You seem like you had thoughts about the the sounds that the the game was making. I um, do. I do have a few thoughts about the sound because my initial thought since I was, um, talking about, uh, I thought that, I think it looks like an oscilloscope. Yes. Um, that, like the first thought that I had is that the sound that is coming out is represent is like the same oh, waves is like actually are generating by the, uh, uh-huh. oh. and I, I don't, I don't think, think that's, that's the case. actually true. No, because, because like sometimes- the ones that have like lots of flatness and like, mm-hmm. um, And like, or like really like just like a few big bumps and then the rest is like flat. Like, I think that would have to be a very different sound than the other ones. It would sound different. Yes. And it, and also it didn't. So I don't think that, but that would be cool if it, it would, (laughs) it would be cool. (laughs) Um, the, the. The thing that like kind of made me be like, oh no, that's definitely not what's happening is that sometimes the, the pitch of like, so it's just kind of like this droning hum, just kind of like a, yeah. And then when you ram the blips together, it has like a, it's like, wow. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the pitch of the thing will kind of like change and occasionally it would get like a lot higher. It's like, and that would imply in a sound wave that there's uh, way more like the wavelength is shorter. So there's a lot more of the wave coming. Uh, but that didn't end up really seeming seeming to be the case. But I'm curious what the correlation is. Cause I feel like there is some correlation and it might just have to be that like uh, one of the numbers that's the input to whatever function is generating. This uh, also has to do with the sound. And so like, it's just one of the many inputs is like, okay, the pitch of the hum is going to be this for this seed. And also it changes the way that the thing looks in like the X way or whatever. Uh-huh. But, um, sort of, as we talked about before, I- I'd be very curious to like, know how this works or like, look at some, um, some code or something for this game. It- it's, it's a cool, it's cool looking game. Yeah. Another one of the things that I was like thinking of when I was playing this game, which when I think about it it's sort of a weird connection to make, but maybe, mm. maybe it makes sense, uh, is the the old visualizers that used to come in, like... Ah, sure. Like, Windows uh, Media Player. Windows Media Player. Um, oh, yeah. They would, like, make weird, colorful, abstract shapes in response to the music you're playing. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I was playing this, and I sort of had a similar thought of assuming that the sound was related to the textures. Um, but it would be cool to have... Um, you know, if there were, I could see some version of this game that was a, <laughs> a Windows Media Player, like, visualizer for music. Um, oh, sure. That, like, it used some version of this, like, kind of technology to represent the music you're listening to and then, like, kind of maybe oh, yeah. have some weird adjustments to the sound when as you move around the little blips or something. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, yeah, this game's just it's not, it's not that much of a game. Like when it said like textural adventure game, like it doesn't necessarily feel like you're adventuring. Well, I guess, but you're seeing like these new le- quote unquote levels and like yeah, environments landscapes or something. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of has like an adventury feel and it's like, Ooh, let's see what comes next. But, um, yeah, I mean, it feels as much of like a demonstration of a, of a, particular game technology as it does like a, a game or, or like, um, yeah, I don't know. It it is very, very simple, but like, I don't know. Surprisingly fascinating despite that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So there's one last like big thing that I kind of wanted to talk about, Mm -hmm. um, which is, uh, like, I guess for lack of a better term, uh, tactility, Uh, and how games kind of convey that because it's, it it made me, I actually, this isn't the only thing that's made me think about this and I'll, I'll kind of talk about this in a second, but, uh, it reminded me like the way we talk about like the way that a game plays very often is how it feels. So like, Oh, what does it feel like to play this game? Which is like a description of like a, a a tactile description. Like I touch something to see what it feels like. But when I'm playing a game, I'm just touching a controller. And it's like the way my inputs are interpreted is quote is how the game like feels. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But a game like this, like has a very distinct feel despite like the actual tactility of it being very limited um but something that uh i'm starting to notice more and more in games that is like an important part of being tactile or games that are played on a gamepad i should know is uh vibration yeah uh, b- because this game has a a significant amount of vibration and a kind of like I feel like there's kind of, like, an ambient, like, hum that will just kind of, like, vibrate your controller gently. And then the closer the two little pips get together, uh, the controller will really start to, like, rattle and shake. Mm-hmm. And it gives it, like, a very – it makes it feel a little bit more real. And I, something about, like, the way the vibration – real. Hmm. Yeah. That's a, a and, weird word because this is the most, like, unreal environment right possible but yeah i mean there's just something like it gives us a weird sense of like presence or something when yes like and abstract. when the two and also uh, almost a kind of like weird excitement when like the two blips like get closer to each other and it starts vibrating really intensely it just yeah. like it like on some like unconscious abstract level it like connotes that something is about to happen Yeah, I mean, you you feel the excitement of, like, it's like someone that's, like, jittering from excitement. They're just like, oh, my God. You kind of get that feeling. And actually, and and now that occurs to me, there's no directions. Like, it doesn't tell you that what mm -mm. you want to do is ram these two things into each other. And I'm trying to remember, I think kind of the way I realized that, I mean, mean, it's not really anything you are – quote-unquote, supposed to do. But that's the only thing sure. that causes changes in the game, so it's the nearest point sure. of a game mechanic. And the way that it occurred to me that something will happen if I ram mm. them into each other is it's like... A vibration. It started vibrating more as they got mm. closer to each other, so... Yeah, uh, and actually, the game, for as simple as it is, it does. it is very smart about you come to the title screen, and it just says, move the two joysticks to start. And that's all you really need to interact with it, and yeah. you kind of figure out how to interact with it on your own from there, but it's, yeah, it you've already got like your thumbs on the joystick, So you, yeah, you naturally start moving them around some more once the game started. And yeah. Yeah. So, so I wanted to, um, I was talking about sort of like tactility and feeling and, and vibration is something that I, I didn't really think about very much from like a quote unquote, like gameplay feel perspective, uh, until recently, uh, and there was a game that I—it suddenly clicked for me how important vibration can be and how underutilized it can be. And I really like—I feel like there's got to be a GDC talk somewhere where someone like is <laughs> on like use vibration more and here like reasons why it's great. Uh, because um, I feel like it's really important. do you want? Do you want me to tell you what the what the game was that I was playing like pretty yes. recently that like really solidified it for me? So it was Destiny Two. <laughs> oh, which, really. Yeah, which you know because you played that game with me uh, a pretty good deal. Is despite be playing the game on PC, I played it on a gamepad. because I played it mouse and keyboard. Yeah, I never, I never experienced whatever it is you experienced. Yeah, and now you're about to hear why I think that what you did is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But, but I had always heard uh, when Destiny One came out, it never came out on PC, so I didn't get to try it. But I had always heard that people saying like, "Oh, it's the best feeling." Uh it's the best a first person shooter has ever felt on a console. And I was like, okay. So hmm. when I pulled up the Destiny 2 beta and I was just playing like the PvE like campaign, I was like, okay, well I'll just play with a controller since people say that feels good and it does feel really good. And then I tried to play multiplayer with the mouse and keyboard and I was like, ah, oh, this just doesn't feel as good. And part of it is that like the aiming model, uh like a lot of the guns are tuned for like the uh, you can change, you can aim faster or slower based on like the handling stat of a gun. And so translating that to a keyboard or mouse, I just feel, think feels kind of like fucked up because, uh, you're used to a mouse being like directly linear in its, uh, association with where you can like whip around when you're aiming yeah. a gun in a game. But, uh, I was playing with you and some other friends and, uh, you guys were like, what is that sound? What's that sound? and uh i realized that the my controller was vibrating so much that it was getting picked up by the mic and so i I was like oh okay whatever vibration who cares i turned it off and immediately i was like this feels so wrong and i then Hmm. plugging it like turning it back on i realized how much that game uses vibration to convey like it i feel like it uses the full breadth of like vibration. I feel like most games kind of just have like it's either not vibrating or it's vibrating. Yeah, or usually it's just like, like bad things happening. Vibrate. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing I notice in, in Destiny is that like if a game if a gun is supposed to be like kick harder, it'll vibrate more. And that's why it was vibrating so loud that you're oh. hearing it is because I'm shooting like a big gun. Just like go. And the controller's really? just shaking like a son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, and like huh. it, it gives you feedback on the controller. Like when you um when you hit uh, an enemy i think when you hit a headshot the vibration is like a feels different and like i don't know how they do it but it it feels different and it was crazy and then it made me think about how the the new like the nintendo switch when they were putting it out they were like touting this like 3d rumble like you can feel everything and they have like this little mini game where you can like you're like Tipping around the little controller and it simulates like balls in a cup. That trips me out. able to tell how many balls in a when cup. When I did that for the first time, I was like, I was amazed at the fact that it worked. Like, yeah, I, I, you you never think of the fact that like <laughs> like tactility can be simulated, right? Yeah, like, it, it's a a sense that we think of like outside of computer simulation. But mm-hmm. man, those. Con- Controllers really make it feel like you're moving around an object that has a specific spatial location with respect to your hands, and it is weird. Yeah, absolutely. And it made me like Destiny 2 and like sort of that to an extent was like, man, like more people should be. Well, first of all, I'm curious how many games are like using uh, vibration to that end and like using it really well and subtly in a way mm-hmm. that like I'm, is never conscious but is like adding to the experience. Uh, well, and also like, yeah. I just feel like more games should be doing that because it's, it was like with destiny, it was incredible. The difference, like it, it, it was just like night and day between like, oh, this is vibrating and I know everything that's going on and I can like, I feel like really into it and it feels amazing versus like, oh, I feel like there's something missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, part of it has to do with, um, kind of the, the industry standards of, um, of like. Game interfaces, which is to say sure. that as a game developer, you are like designing a game that is going to be played. Like you, you don't design the interface that people play with. They play sure. with uh, a controller um, or a keyboard, uh, and they mm-hmm. can usually choose their own keyboard and sometimes even mm-hmm. choose their own brand of controller, and that oh, changes yeah. it slightly. Um, and so you you kind of have to work with what's already there. I mean, Nintendo's in a very interesting situation where like they tend to (laughs) like really be willing to change those sorts of things and they kind of have the the institutional clout that they can be like, we're gonna do it this way and you have to design your games to work in this way. Um, Yeah. whereas like most most developers like, well this is what is out there. This is the infrastructure that people already have. So Mm -hmm. I'm gonna develop based on that. Yeah, it 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 just made me wanna like for as much as that like thing on the the 3d rumble on the nintendo switch like that one little mini game is really cool not that many other games like almost no other games i can really think of uh, like really utilize that in like a a cool way um but i feel like the potential is there like you could almost build like whole game mechanics around it just to be like here people pay attention to vibration it turns out it's actually really important and that's why i feel like there's a gdc talk there's someone out there some like uh designer or like programmer on Destiny 2 is like hey vibration is actually super important to making <laughs> destiny feel good put it in your games uh and i want to find that if it exists because i i feel for that that theoretical man or woman <laughs> or whoever <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i think that um like the haptic dimension of games is is something you don't think about a lot. And it would be, it would be interesting to see the creative ways people could come up with to, to utilize it. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to, to see it in the future. Cause I feel like I'm glad that you brought up haptic because it reminded me that like, Oh yeah. Haptic feedback is a huge uh, thing that's happening in like sort of uh, user experience on like phones, especially we're just yeah, like, yeah. okay, here's how we can convey things with, uh, Tactily. you know, vibrations, tactile, Uh, and still have you have it be unambiguous. Uh, It's like I'm thinking especially of like the newest like iPhones, how they don't, the little home button doesn't actually click. It just vibrates at you just. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this sort of like haptic vibration, tactile feedback uh, is something that people start incorporating into games more as it becomes more commonplace and like everything we're interfacing with. Uh, it, It just seems like a, a, a place where a lot of that, like extra 10% that takes something from feeling good to feeling great could be, uh, like haptic tactile feedback could, could get you closer. Um, you heard it here. Blake wants, Blake wants his games to vibrate more. Give me them vibrating games. (laughs) I want the games to oscillate. (laughs) I want my skeleton to needs more rattle with vibrations mm, of mm, your this, games. Uh, this is going to be our quickly going to be a PG thirteen rating on this uh, this episode of Edge Guard. <laughs> no, we're going straight to hard R, baby. <laughs> we're saying three um. fucks. <laughs> uh, but but with anyway with that, do you, is there anything else that you were wanting to cover with soft friends? Uh, no, I think that's uh, I think that's all I had. So let's um, let's move on to the game we're playing next week. Oh, actually, one thing I, I realized this halfway through: we didn't say who this game's by. Uh, I, did, by- I totally did twice. You did? I absolutely did. Two, oh. times. Thomas Two times. Thomas Newlands. Thomas <laughs> Newlands. Well, three times. So <laughs> don't forget it. Huh. Well, I apparently was not listening when you did. Um, the game we're playing next week, um, we're gonna play a suite of educational games that are designed to teach people how to uh like different principles of like web design i guess is mm-hmm. what it is uh it's called method of action um you can find it at method.ac um so we were thinking that kind of like true educational games is not a genre we've we've done before um, and we're always trying to like play different obscure, uh, video game genres on Edgeguard, So that's what we're going to do. That's what mm-hmm. we're going to do next week. Yeah. And it should be noted that, um, I actually found this organically, uh, because I am a web d- web developer as my job. And I was like, just Googling some stuff about like fonts or colors or something. And I kind of like stumbled into this game about, uh, uh, font kerning which uh i'm sure you'll play it but i actually i've played that one and it was like oh this is like cool and really well made and like actually feels like a game rather than just like here's an interactive thing to make an you understand yeah, hex yeah. codes or something like yeah, it, it usually felt... game gamified stuff is not usually hardly a game at all but this seems like uh. it is actually like meaningfully a game in addition to a lesson so yeah, and I guess we'll we'll find out how like truly that is the case, but um, I'm I'm excited to sort of open the can of worms of educational games because It's a um, it's a big can. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure many people uh, say educational my, my, games My my dream distinct. is that we play Clue Finders 3. Not sure oh, if yeah? you've, you've ever played that as a kid, but that oh, yeah. <laughs> The game was the shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> Clue Finders, real barn burners. Freddy the Fish, remember that guy? Ooh, I don't no. oh no i do i do <laughs> oh my god oh. uh well anyway prepare yourselves for some some uh some talk about actual education and then probably uh at least a little bit of going deep on some educational games from our childhood yeah that, that'll happen <laughs> um but anyway until then uh make sure to follow, follow us, us on twitter, us on twitter at edgar cast um mm-hmm. uh, download method.ac play it for next week yes, and, you uh, don't download it it's all in the web Oh, well, even better. Yep. Play it in your Um, browser. And that's what we'll talk about next week. Learn things. Um, Educate yourself, people. Yes. Learning is good. That's the edge guard guarantee.